All right, everybody, we are back with Casey Music Talk. I am here today with a bass player, guitarist, musician here in town, Jack Garut. How you doing? Great, great. Please have me out. Oh, sweet. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so I met you at uh, at your guys' Sunday Jam. Which one? Uh, the uh, yeah, the Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah. This would have been five years ago wow. or something. Yeah, I've been so, there nine years. Yeah, wow, really. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you, you guys, this is a fun jam. I, I, I always have students on Sunday, you know, so that's why I haven't been out for like two years to it, but mm -hmm. definitely a couple years ago, I came up, tried to come out as much as I can, and you guys are a good band. You do a, you run a good jam there. Well, thanks. I mean, we've been at it a long time, and, uh, you know, we hosted jams elsewhere, too, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, uh, it's just a fun thing to do, and it's a great gig. And as you know, as well as being the house band, we're the jam band. We're kind of the, one of the house bands. Like, if there's a touring artist that doesn't have a band, Frank will book them, and we'll be the pickup guys. Right, we'll sure. We'll learn their stuff. We got to play with Big Bill Morganfield, which is Muddy Waters' son, mm. and then uh, his other son, Mud Morganfield, played with him at the Thanksgiving breakfast dance. That's cool. Okay, so that's been really cool. Oh yeah, because sure. Bill has used his. Uh, we got to play Buddy Guys with him in Chicago, mm. and played a festival in Atlanta with him, a festival in Louisville, played Memphis in May, all, a bunch mm -hmm. of cool gigs with the guy. That's cool, Great man. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and I guess I might start off with this, but you you kind of play bass with them quite a bit. Correct, but, I am the bass player. Yeah, and but uh, even even last night when we were out at the hideout, you know, you're, you're shred, shredding up that guitar, man. How, how do you like that kind of switching back and forth? I pose as a guitar player on occasion, yeah, and uh, it's fun, you know. I'm kind of uh, obsessed with the guitar right now uh, in my old age. Uh, I mean, I still practice the bass some. I don't practice very much, only usually when I have to learn tunes, you know. But I don't sit. I've got this Jocko book that I'm saying, "Oh, I'm going to get with it." Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, that it's hard. With all of us, Jocko yeah. books are hard. That uh, kind of happens. Yeah, it takes work. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You know, like my work ethic is. <laughs> <laughs> but that that happens a lot. I mean, we like kind of in Kansas City, we can. Everybody likes to play kind of easier tunes, so we don't ever have to do anything. You know, and so like, and we always, uh, there's a lot of people that uh, got a whole lot of stuff they wish they could get to, you know? So yeah, I mean, I think you're in good company like, there. Yeah. Basically everybody, you know, yeah. I mean, everybody is always, you know, there's yeah. all. I'm not very studious in that respect. <laughs> I listen a lot. Mm -hmm. I go, yeah. oh, wait, 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 wait. So I'm trying to get my uh, uh, head wrapped around some wet, more West Coast jump blues style mm. guitar. Yeah, I'm trying to get uh, get that under my fingers, mm -hmm. and uh, it's more like you know, and relax and be less repetitious and be mm -hmm. more melodic, mm -hmm. and and play around the chord changes mm -hmm. instead of just blues lick, blues lick, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's more it's more like the chord structures that you're trying to get into more than like the the tempo and the style, right? Yeah. Well, I'm familiar with all that because of playing the bass lines and mm -hmm. stuff, but. Still, even even that, uh, I could do some work on the bass lines, but still, you know, I've been watching videos and whatnot. Mm -hmm. you know. I wish I would have had YouTube as a kid. I ruined uh, Steely Dan Asia uh, trying to look uh, egg, you know, mm -hmm. but 
ages insane. We, we, me and uh, <laughs> what, what's the keyboard player's name that was there last night? Oh, uh, uh, Dave. Dave, yeah, yeah, me and Dave. I was singing Peg with him. Yes. I was kind of silly, but uh, but yeah. Um, so so let, from what you were just talking about of of you listening a lot, um, you mentioned something to me last night about when you were when you were like more of a kid, you were, you did some sort of music and that really helped your ear. I can't remember what you were talking about. I grew about. up in a Southern Baptist church mm -hmm. and uh, I wanted to play the organ. I would sit there and watch mm -hmm. the organ guy. He was kicking the pedals. It was a white church and there was no, uh, no guitars, no mm -hmm. drums. The deacons were, oh no. Mm -hmm. But there was an organ and piano and vocals. Mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, but that Johnny Smith was his name and uh, not it wasn't the famous Johnny Smith, mm -hmm. but or Jimmy Smith is the famous yeah. B3 guy, but his brother was named Jimmy, but mm -hmm. you know, but uh, he was my first teacher because I wanted to play the organ, but the local organ teacher, Damaris Gaines, which is a fantastic harpist and piano player, she uh, I later took piano from her at the college in Miami, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. but uh. She wouldn't take beginners, so I had to play the piano X amount of years before I could go do the organ. Well, I never made it to mm -hmm. the organ. I, uh, I took some piano from Johnny, and I took uh, some piano from uh, Doug uh, Douglas Payton, mm -hmm. who was a, a teacher in town, a good teacher. And, but the trouble was I could, I could listen to him play it, and I could play it, by hearing it way faster than I could read mm -hmm. it, and yeah. it was a stumbling block. Oh, sure, yeah. And it's still a stumbling block. Mm -hmm. My reading's pathetic. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's the, that's something you have to keep constantly working at. Read, 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 read. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that's part of why uh, Brandon says he likes teaching because it keeps his reading up. Mm -hmm. You know, Brandon Hutzpah's the guitar player in Levittown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he teaches a lot of. He's got a bunch of students, and, uh, so he's uh, you know, he's way above the bar as far as mm -hmm. his uh, musical understanding and, and as far as like the bands that play around town. Uh, he's uh, you know he can hang with the Jazz Cats, whereas I'm not. I'm gonna go and listen. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, re reading is a big one, especially in, in a lot of our big scene with the blues scene. It's a, there's there's not zero people that read, but it's not very many. You know, I mean, they're all ear guys, which which is which is good in some ways because all the classical people aren't ear people. You know, and right. they would sure. pee their pants up on stage. You know, well, I took piano and lessons, and then I sang in church growing up. Mm -hmm. and my mom sang every Sunday. Uh, she has this, had this ladies trio, and they would sing. And they would sing all the funerals for all the oldies that mm -hmm. passed and everything. So uh, I was constantly around music of some sort like that. Yeah. Never really had it at home, per se, but at mm -hmm. church. I yeah. All the time. So, like I said, that developed my ear. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just had a knack for hearing. Right. Like uh, the first uh, bass line I learned, uh, Lick for Lick, was off of ZZ Top's uh, mm -hmm. Tres Hombres, I think, mm -hmm. uh, Master of Sparks. Mm -hmm. It's a great bass line. Yeah, that's and it was fun. the first. I had an eight track, mm -hmm. and I had this little. My brother had bought me a little Music Man, uh, a Music Master, mm -hmm. a little Fender short scale mm -hmm. bass Redwood, uh, and so you know, boom, ba do, 
Bunt. Great. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's fun. That one and I think Peter Frampton Show Me the Way mm-hmm. was really good yeah. for Lick. You know, that was an accomplishment for me to get a song Lick for Lick. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like the guys in my garage band, the rhythm guitar player, he would constantly goof up because he's like, you're freaking me out. You're playing it just like the record. And I was like, well, are we supposed to be trying to do that? You know? Why is that freaking you out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it should, well, it should be like, freaking me out when, it, you know, when I screw just it up. It was you know? cool and it sounded good. And yeah, that's cool. Like, Probably made you feel good. Oh, that's good. I got a, somebody sent me a picture of myself back in that garage band number three, I call it. I can't remember the name yeah. of that one. Kind of freaked you out, huh? The picture. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I was a kid. <laughs> Had my strong heart dog food t shirt on. That's cool, man. In uh, I can tell for me, in in the blues scene especially, I, I can tell the people that the people that I gravitate towards are people that typically either have had some kind of sort of training or the people that have done the ear work. Like you, like it sounds like that that when you were a kid, like and throughout, you've been listening like the yeah. whole time and and have kind of a richer, deeper understanding of music than just, you know, doing blue scale all day, you know? And right, sure. People like the Dave Hayes's, Paul Greenlee, you know, I, I tend to gravitate towards them. And, yeah. and well, Brandon, I don't know him that well, but I, I would all, definitely get along with him very they all well. They teach and they all, you know. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I don't teach anymore. I used to give lessons, beginning lessons, mm-hmm. you know. And, and uh, I had a, a rough experience with a, a young girl that, I couldn't get her. She couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. She just couldn't get it. Yeah. And I, I kind of just gave up. Yeah. Do you mean like her, like, like she just literally couldn't play it or it was like attitude or I like I think what? she was challenged somewhat. Okay. Yeah. Her parents really wanted her to make yeah. some sort of breakthrough in mm-hmm. there. And I gave it a few months mm-hmm. and, and she couldn't get the, the basic anything. Yeah. Like just yeah. basic anything. Like, and I just, that's tough. I can't do it. I gave up. I, I mean, that's that's bad of me to give up, but I did. Yeah. So, yeah. I actually uh, was contacted some time ago by some guys that I gave lessons to, mm-hmm. and, uh, showed them Nirvana songs and whatnot. You mm-hmm. know, this is ninety something. Right. And uh, they're playing music still. Yeah. How's that that's make awesome. you feel? Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's real cool. Yeah. Because they were like, you know. They wanted to be uh, not necessarily punk rockers, but you know, original music, uh, whatever the term alternative got coined later. You know? Right. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because I I teach a lot. You know, I got yeah. my own students and stuff, and that's that's always a tough, a tough, a tough thing. And and my my problem is always twofold. I mean that. You know, if you if you don't learn any technique, you you just can't even play. You know, I mean, you got to learn that. Like you were talking with that girl. I mean, you got to learn the fundamentals of this is a strumming pattern. This is where the chords are. And like, you know, you got to get them the basics, and that helps a lot. But there's also kind of that motivation factor, and I found at least in the blues scene that the motivation is no problem. They have fun all the time. You know, the the fun part, and then all the work. You know, and you got to find the happy medium in the yeah. middle. And, uh, and I know that, that anybody, 
we're, we're always trying to bring the classical people this way and always pr trying to bring like the blues and country guys this way, you know, where they can like do some scales and do, you know, if they yeah. would just do some actual like shedding, they would be killer because they already have the motivation, mm -hmm. but we just kind of got them, get them over there and that, and a lot of teachers I think happen what happened to you where it just, they just didn't they didn't just have the patience for it, you know, or, or it was a number of things or kids were giving them ridiculous attitude or, you know, and they're like, I'm not getting paid enough for this kid to give me dirty looks. Yeah. This is not working, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so I don't know that that was, uh, that's something that was always funny to me. And it's cause I came from this side, right. I came from, I've always had fun, but I came mm -hmm. from the classical world and it's been interesting to, meet a lot of your a lot of guys like yourself in the blues scene that uh are way on the fun side you know you guys you guys have so much fun at all the jams you can see it in everybody's face you know have a good time all the time mm -hmm. is our motto yeah oh, well. that. you know it's like you know blues is is folk music at its core mm -hmm. and you either accept it for what it is and dig it or you don't and that's cool if you don't dig it i get it you know yeah, yeah. but uh i've just always i played in all kinds of bands rock bands everything but a, never been in a straight in straight up country what we used to call a hat band never mm -hmm. never did that. the hat band the hat band <laughs> yeah back in the day a know? tassel band yeah. <laughs> and so uh but i always like even when i was doing original rock and roll i was playing guitar in a like a college rock band in the mm -hmm. 90s I still played bass and blues gigs on the side. Mm. Um, you know, there was a there's a great band from uh, Joplin area. It was called Smoot Moody, and they were an R&B band. Had a great saxophone guy. He could do the the Roshan Roland Kirk uh, two saxophones at once. Oh, and play yeah, parts, yeah, and, you wow. Know, Bob Macy, he's a great guy. He's passed. And a lot of my older uh, mentors have passed, and mm. so that's kind of a bummer, but. Yeah. Um, Come on, now you're the mentor. Yeah, I'm the old guy. <sighs> Life goes on. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but uh, I, you were talking about pulling from different sides of the classical or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have a friend uh, that I grew up playing with, Ann Walser. Her nickname's Annie Piani. Mm -hmm. okay. She can play the blues like nobody's business, and she can sit down and read the Messiah. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so, and that's a rare thing. Mm -hmm. You've either got ear people or readers, and I know we've got people that can improvise and people that can't. Yes, improvise. yeah. And so she's got got it going on, you mm -hmm. know, because she plays really good blues, mm -hmm. like on the piano. I play bass lines a certain way because of her left hand. Because mm -hmm. when I play with her, I'd have to, like, I was used to playing trios where I was free to play a lot, mm -hmm. you know, guitar. Bass drums, right. Steve Ravonaby kind of stuff, you know, and so, but she, when I play with her, some pianos have a dominant left hand, some don't. Mm -hmm. That's why sometimes I'd rather play with a B3 guy. Mm -hmm. But I like both. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying, you know, one or the other, but when I play with her, I go one six instead of one three. Oh, sure, yeah. Because of the way she plays, mm -hmm. you know. But, uh, yeah, talk, talk about that with that dominant left hand because that, that's a big deal with the, the bass player and the, the keyboard mm -hmm. guy can butt heads uh -huh. if the, if the, you know 
I, I, you know, I get it. You know, you play bass on the keyboard because you're the guy. You yeah. know, if you're playing by yourself, especially all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're in an ensemble thing, I would think that maybe comp some chords with your left hand. Mm. Let the bass player play the bass. Mm. That's just me talking. Yeah. Because I'm a bass mm -hmm. player, and I'm like, dude, we're like fighting. You know. You think you think instead of here, they should be here. Yeah, you think like they maybe should come up, come up an octave and a little doing bit? Doing a solo or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, fills or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, that just comes with, depends on what you're playing. Yeah. Really, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, listening is key, you know? That's a basic fundamental thing that has to be learned, and some learn it, some learn it faster than others. And then some never. It's key. Or, like, I mean, it's like that's the thing. Listen to mm -hmm. everybody else. Yeah, I can. You can at the jams. It's easy to tell who's listening and who's not. Like, okay, pay attention. You know, work with me here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? I, I like that. I know uh, in regards to piano and bass, how they can clash on each other if they're just sitting down here, especially if they're just doing these big octaves and crap, you know, they're just clashing with the bass. And I know sometimes that happens too with, uh, in my band, when I had said this on the show before, when I had a piano and a guitar player, they would muddy each other up too. And I added, I kind of, I, I didn't necessarily tell them this cause the guys that, that I played with kind of knew that this already, but I had, the piano would kind of do the chords and then the guitar player would kind of do like sort of, I call it like melody comping where he's not doing chords and he's doing little riffs here and, and those like cut through like crazy and then the, the piano's like filling the stuff out mm -hmm. and they were able to cut both through, yeah. you know? And, and I know that that's a huge problem when you have, when you have pianos and bands. Cause well, they're just... if you're all just improvising and whatnot, you know, that's, if you're working, if you've got your parts worked out, that's mm -hmm. one thing. Yeah. But if you're setting in or everybody's just jamming, mm -hmm. you know. Now, my thing, uh, <laughs> I have a pet peeve with some people that come to the jams mm -hmm. and they, um, <laughs> I've got a few of these, <laughs> because it just comes with the territory. Like some people perceive jams, like a blues jam, as an open mic type situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that's cool, but you know, guys will show up with an acoustic guitar and no way to plug it in. They can't do battle with the drums and the bass. And mm -hmm. They can't. It's useless. You yeah. Know? And so, uh, but then they have. There's people that come up and they want to. Okay, what do you got? Oh man, I'm just gonna make some stuff up. No, mm -hmm. no, you're not. Mm -hmm. You're gonna play a song. Mm -hmm. You got a song. You got something. That, that will go with it. You know, if you're if you're scatting, uh, you know, blues on the three chord form, okay. Yeah. We'll give you one and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. You know, but you might just get the hook. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's really bad. Mm -hmm. I mean. What happens during those moments? Uh, well, we look at each other and smile and laugh, and then we'll end it when we want to end it. Usually, mm -hmm. like especially if it's a certain drummer that I'll remain nameless uh, <laughs> he'll just go okay that's it yeah thank you yep you know because sometimes it, sometimes they can just like well because it's easy you get up there and your adrenaline is pumping mm -hmm. if you don't play it we play all the time mm -hmm. so it's second nature to be behind the microphone yeah you know but if you don't do it a lot 
you're excited mm-hmm. and, and you, your adrenaline's pumping and you tense and you like you get in your, the you know tunnel vision and you like it's intimidating you get know, the flow yeah. and mm-hmm. you're like and then it goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and everybody in the crowd's going next you know yeah, so yeah. it's like sometimes you just got to give them the hook mm-hmm. but the but the the people that just want to make stuff up oh it's a jam we're just going to jam no, you need to be prepared. Mm. You're going to show up to the jam. Yeah. At least be prepared. To, and and ours are blues centric. Sure. We do play some country. We do play some rock, some whatever. If we can hang, if it's a, a, you know, there's some guys that show up with the same four or five rock songs every week, and that's cool. If we play, if we can play them, you know, you know, we I've butchered many. Song, you know. Hey, don't be talking about me, okay? I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't be talking about me. Go <laughs> show up the same song. No, well, I'm, I'm bad about that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a little folder I drag around there. Yeah. I want to get an, an iPad and buy that on song. Yeah, yeah. That's a powerful app. I looked at it the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's worth buying. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I'm a nap worth spending money on. Yeah. So, so the the jams. The, this is kind of one of the main three topics that I that I'm doing this show about. Okay, you know, or the purpose for me wanting to do this show okay. is talking about those moments where the guy gets up there and the whole audience hears it, all the jammers hear it, the house band hears it, the owner hears it, you know, and it's just like this, you know, they they're gonna t- that jammers gonna talk about you guys are being dicks. You know, I mean that—that's how they're gonna. That, that's the the perspective they have. Of reality and then reality. you know, you're you're not. I won't put words in your mouth, but the argument that I would say is more hardcore. That you know, you're at our jam right now. You know, kind of a thing. Yeah, you know, this they, is my are, house. This is my house. There are people out here. You're on a stage. You know, like, and so that the standard is the stuff that I find really fascinating is. And is what it, what is the, and I'm just putting a rhetorical question out here, you know, what, what is the standard for getting up at a jam, you know, and, and, and the protocol and etiquette. And I, one example that I heard that, uh, I don't remember who it was, uh, um, oh yeah, Kavanaugh, when he was on the show, he was talking to me about an Arkansas jam mm-hmm. and, uh, there, you know, they were, you know, they let you get up there one one song, and if you suck, they chop you. You know, and they they'll literally tell you, "That was all right, man. You should you know go home and work on your stuff and come back." I mean, they're they're kind of real straight up with you, and they don't really care. Well, and, uh, or uh, or another one more example is when you have a invite only. You know that that would be another yeah, that'd be another well, like some of those. you know solution to that problem. We don't call where, it a jam though. Yes, we'll call it a showcase or something. Yeah. You so know, what do you, what do you think about that kind of standard thing where where you have this? Well, you know, Frank uh, at Knuckleheads, mm-hmm. he sent down our house rules uh, nine years ago when we started. Okay, three songs or twenty minutes, whichever comes first. Mm-hmm. We usually just do three songs, yeah. no matter because you know three songs. Yeah, that's about it. And uh, that's about it. You know, be. He didn't. That's about it, really. Three songs. It's you know uh, that I can think of right off the top of my head, as far as rules or yeah. a, stand, a set standard. Right. You know? Now there are lots of different variations on that theme in different areas. You know, because sometimes like the country jammers are a little different. Uh, like country songs are different. You know, like the country solo thing. 
you know, you get you get half. Yeah. Of what we're or even maybe mm. we're used to stretch. Two two rounds or yeah, three rounds. Yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. Give me. Mm. I'm not done talking here mm-hmm. or whatever. But man, you gotta speak your piece. Yeah. And get out and wait for the I, next. I don't one. like that. <laughs> I, I don't like that half. All this half solo crap. Yeah, right. What is this? Well, you know, like it's you know it's a different type of uh, music, different different musical culture, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know. I know Parker, Charlie Parker said, in jazz, you know, you do about a page, you know, you have your page tune and you do, you know, but he was like more than four rounds and you're just practicing. Right. You know, yeah, I thought that was a good rule. He's yeah. like, man, if you just keep rolling and keep rolling, because the jazz guys will sit there. They'll wait for you to get done. They're not going to cut you off. Right. You know, they're going to yeah, wait yeah. because they're, they got etiquette they're watching they're listening you know and so there's like, a few singers that kind of bug me because they'll cut me <laughs> off with little, i mean clearly yeah. i am not finished yeah and then they'll start singing mm-hmm. now i've accidentally done that to people sure i may have done it to you last night but oh uh, yeah i don't know uh yeah it's like dude really mm-hmm. i'm i was in the middle of something here you, you're not listening it goes mm-hmm. back to listening mm-hmm. you know hudspeth is great at I know when this solo's over because mm-hmm. he'll tie he'll yep. ties it up in a nice little bow at yep. the end, fades it back down or something. Yeah, you know? sometimes I'll accidentally cut him off, but he's like, ah, yeah, whatever. It's another song to him, yeah, probably <laughs> you know another yeah. day. But but yeah, I, I'm just really always fascinated by that, and I've said this on the show before because the I'm fascinated by the psychology of that moment when when you have the a person has is doing something that night or a person is you know this is their 17th time in a row at your jam and they're doing the same crap they've done every single time and we what i think is really funny that i want to you know be i want to kind of have enough have enough balls to get out and kind of realize that this thing is the elephant in the room right now and what all of us are doing is we're going back to the back of the bar and then we bitch about that guy. Yeah, and nobody ever calls him out, you know? And that, that's the stuff that, you know, I, I think just my age is, you know, prevents me from having any real impact if I were to go talk to that person. Yeah. But, but, you know, maybe, you know, I, I'm not saying this guy, but maybe somebody like a Paul Greenlease who has, you know, massive status in town. He's a very good player. He has some reputation you know he can play anything he can play anything would would he have enough you know enough i call muscle would he have enough muscle to come up and kind of you know so you need to do something yeah or or whatever the whatever the situation is your your uh your amps at eight right now and we're all at three you know you know the the loudness and constant struggle yeah uh like uh, we were too loud sunday Mm -hmm. from the get and i was like i didn't really notice i had I was excited that we had Randy playing drums, Randy mm-hmm. McAllister, this mm-hmm. guy we tour with, and we were like, why don't you play the jam, man, you know, I'll give you some more uh, cash to get home on back to South Dakota and whatnot, and so he said, yeah, sure, and uh, I go, you know, you'll play the first set with us, and then there'll be some drummers, you won't have to play that much. We only had two drummers <laughs> all day, but I go back to the, get a snack, and the lady in the snack counter is like, you guys are loud today. It's like, really? Okay. And then uh, Mary, the bartender, the owner, she's like, I can't hear you. It's like, oh, really? Okay. So mm-hmm. 
dialed down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, and that was just because, uh, you know, once the jam starts, we usually get started at a pretty good level. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm vocal centric. I want the vocals to be loud. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want them covered up with any, right. re I hate reverb, I hate delay, mm -hmm. I hate, it's in a bar, in a, like a club setting. You know, if you've got your production worked out and you've got a sound guy yeah. and blah, 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 okay. Mm -hmm. But if it's just, you know, I can't stand hearing reverb between songs. Uh, you know. Yeah. Why are you even talking right yeah. now? Because we can't hear it. And yeah. as far as roots music, you know, most of the songs tell a little tale. You know, so I want that tale to be understood. Yeah. So I use the PA. For me, I don't sing loud. I don't have, I don't have a loud voice. Mm -hmm. Some guys, like Randy, our drummer guy that played with us, uh, he walks out in the crowd and sings without a mic. Mm -hmm. And he's got a huge yeah, voice. Yeah. People freaked out on the Sunday. It was great. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. stood up. He blows world-class harp. And he had sang Raining in My Heart. Slim Harpo. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. you know, he, he didn't take a walk, but he did the night before. And uh, we were, a couple of nights before, we were in uh, down by Tampa at this festival. And he took a stroll out in the crowd and went way in the back. I mean, I was like, barely hear him singing I was trying to because without the drums I was having to count it was so mm -hmm. tough yeah but I don't know where I yeah no that's all right yeah yeah but uh, but yeah so like I I've just been always it the jams are such a big part of our scene you know I mean there's yeah. there's probably I, I just put on my website a list of all those jams yeah. in town and, and there's like I mean, 15 now, of them it fluctuates. you know I mean yeah between the jazz and rock and yeah. Irish music and blues and yeah. and there, there's a lot of them and it's a big part of the scene and I know I've because I like talking about this kind of band psychology kind mm -hmm. of stuff I've had many many conversations with a whole bunch of people about this that's why I wanted to do the show cause right. might as well record it <laughs> yeah. you know I always sit here and talk to people after the show anyway but sure. but that that kind of stuff has always kind of fascinated me uh, about just about just kind of on stage etiquette and people listening and not playing over other people right. and uh, singers coming up and going like, okay, let's do this song. Well, what key? Oh, I don't know. You know, that <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, and, and I've said this on the show before, the word that, that really annoys me the most in music is clueless. That That's the word that, that's the concept clueless. of clueless, you know, like so, just People being clueless really drives me nuts. We have, you know, in, in any way, the not knowing what key your song is in, playing eight, volume of eight instead of three, playing over other people, playing over their solos, you know, all that kind of cluelessness really drives it, me nuts. It all go, that all goes back to listening. Mm -hmm. Okay. Listening, being aware, lay out until you know what's going on. If you don't know what's going on, lay out, you know. Learn to like, that's one thing, I, I, Robin Ford is one of my fave uh, uh, modern blues guitar guys. Mm -hmm. He likes silence. Mm -hmm. You know, he, you know, he sometimes silence speaks way more than a hundred notes. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. it just, those kind of things go back to listening. My, one of my favorite times was like a few summers ago, we were out on the deck outside and these girls come up and wanted to sing. We're like, okay, what you got? Blah, blah. I don't remember what the song was. Mm -hmm. They both had their phones out. And it's like, oh, suddenly it's live band karaoke. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. 
that's not really how we like to roll. You're right. We did it, and it was funny. It was people laughed. <laughs> you know, uh, again, they weren't very good. Again, but... don't be talking about me. I had my thing last night. You saw oh, you my my little logo oh, no, trying to okay. remember Kansas City. I'm just joking. Well, stop stop talking. I iPad for myself. <laughs> but I mean, these girls were clearly, you know, clueless. Mm. But that's okay. Yeah. It's Sunday, and it's like you gotta relax sometimes and mm-hmm. just roll, right? You know, because uh, it's we're there to have fun. Mm-hmm. A number one, and to entertain. I say so much stupid stuff on the microphone. <laughs> sometimes Brandon just looks at me like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. <laughs> well, there's going. a lot. There's a lot wrong yes. with all of us. Yeah, like, <laughs> give me that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, that that's just something that I wanted to do the show about and ask people about how they felt mm-hmm. about cluelessness in general. And, mm-hmm. and and like and the best argument and I can't remember who said this, which guy on the show, but the best argument I've heard for because I wanna take more of a hardcore attitude about that. You know, I mm-hmm. I wanna make You're it about too. You know, if you, you know, th- this this is for people who deserve to be up here right now, kind of an attitude. Oh, yeah, and gotcha. the counter argument, because I like debating, the counter argument to that, the best one that I've heard is, imagine you have a guy who's like 60 years old and he just retired to play music and now I'm going to stop his dream. How dare I do that? And I'm like... That's a good argument, I thought. I thought that, you know, I don't agree with it, but it's it's some kind of argument. Who am I to stop this guy from from having fun up here yeah. right now just because because I have a, a stick up my butt to make things perfect, you know, like, you know. Well, there's... I'm like, that's... It's that uh, part of that blurred line between what is an open mic and what is a jam session. Mm. People don't know, and they don't know. It's okay. Yeah. You're you know? right. It's like, like a lot of musicians... Uh, bag on karaoke and I was like well man you know not everybody can get a band mm-hmm. it's cool yeah. they, if they sing they want to go sing go sing right there you go there's a microphone mm-hmm. and typically I KJ's drive me crazy because they've always got lots of reverb and mm-hmm. lots of delay and like turn that crap off mm-hmm. you know let the person's voice come out if they've got a real voice because mm-hmm. you know there are some great karaoke singers mm-hmm. yeah I don't go hang out much at him, but yeah, and you'll see cool. that too with the with the people like uh, this happens a lot at Jerry's Jerry's Bait Shop. You know, theirs I, is almost a live I band karaoke like, kind of see, thing. See, that's cool. I've um, never made that scene, and I always kick myself because I never met any of those people and got to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Like I never got to know Tyson before he left. Mm-hmm. Tyson Leslie, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he was part of the Jerry's Bait Shop. And Scott, Scotty's something else. You know, Scotty yeah, maybe is out of control. I don't know that yeah. guy very well at all. But my point is, is that the people that have those vocals, I mean, you'd be surprised with some of, some of those people that get up with the words and they're great singers. They yeah. just forgot this last stupid verse. You know, or they just need the first three words of that last sure. verse well, and then they're yeah. good. You know? If I don't so, have the first line, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, once that, you get it, isn't yeah, play, that... A, play that solo and play another solo. <laughs> And once you get it, isn't that crazy how our memories work? You, you get the, you it's know. Weird. It's weird. I, yeah. Like, I did something last night that I hadn't sang in a long time. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And it was like, oh, crap. What's that verse? Or, or mm-hmm. okay, it's time to end. <laughs> <laughs> or you sing the second verse again. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third verse, same as the first. Yeah, exactly. But, well, cool, man. So, 
so another question I had for you is, I know you've been in quite a few bands, and uh, the, the other question that I wanted to do this show about is kind of the, again, sort of like band psychology of, I, I'm always fascinated by the pers the relationships in bands, because to me, and I've said this on the show a ton, I think that's the number one reason why people quit bands or they break up, is because people just start arguing with each other about whatever. And so what do you, like, how, how do you think people should handle when people have differences in a band, you know, there's a lot of ways that people try to handle it, you know, but like, have you had, ever had a... You have to have a good rapport with every, each, each person, and mm -hmm. you're just not going to always have that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been in bands where people screamed at each other, mm -hmm. and then it was okay. <laughs> and then you went yeah. out and killed it, yeah. you know, and it's just, like any relationship, any, uh, marriage or whatever you want to call it, domestic partnership or whatever, you it's give and take and you have to communicate. If you don't communicate, there's gonna be a problem. Mm -hmm. You know? And you or you can just show up and do the gig and then it's another gig. Mm -hmm. But um, it is tough to keep a band together. My friend just lost her whole band. Yeah, well you know, and just all I don't know why or what for, but mm -hmm. she's like, oh Guys just bailed on me. I was like, oh, that's man. tough. Call me if you need me. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> try yeah. to help. I don't right, know. Right, yeah. If I can make the gig, I'll try, mm -hmm. you know. But it is really hard um, because people have their own vision for their art, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, you know, oh man, we should be a, a, a Scott Punk metal, you know, or we should be. Whatever. Uh, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, yeah. We had this made up, uh, made up band once. Uh, uh, what was it? All red-headed Irish girls doing reggae versions of Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. That would be a great name. It would be unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now you see these. What is this band coming to Knuckleheads? It's like some kind of. Uh, oh, oh man, the the the, the ACDC McDonald's. Oh yeah, Damn, I don't know. I haven't heard of that. And then yeah. There's this clown Elvis. There's an Elvis clown guy, like Clownvis. Clownvis. Yeah, oh goodness gracious. Like yeah, I don't know what it is. It's oh like, my gosh. It's, you know, uh, what was the old reggae band that did all Led Zeppelin reggae songs? Oh, I don't guy? know. Oh yeah, They're I don't great. know. Yeah. They're great. Oh uh, yeah. You know. So. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so if it's working for yeah, you. Yeah, and like it was. Was there, was there a moment that you had in a band that you learned like a really good lesson from, like even musically? The, the yes. I had a horrible experience mm -hmm. in the 80s. Mm -hmm. We had a manager. Mm -hmm. We had a rock band, good band, mm -hmm. you know? Kind of, kind of radio rock, uh, REO Journey Wagon, Great White Lion Snake. You know, mm. Ario Journey Wagon. Yeah, you know we didn't really play any Ario songs. That just works well. We did lots of Journey. Mm -hmm. uh, my friend Rollo uh, made up the Ario Journey Wagon. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, not to be confused with Ario Speed Dealer, who yeah, got yeah. sued mm -hmm. by Ario Speed Wagon. <laughs> I still got one of their stickers. But okay, yeah, so with this manager, he had a band out on the road. He owned a club in Joplin, Missouri, and he had a band out on the road. 
making money, you know, doing well. And he's, you know, you can do the same thing with you, blah, blah, blah. So these two guys in the band were from Chautauqua, Kansas, a little town. And they were hometown boys. So they got these bankers to loan them $32,500. And uh, it didn't go well. And there were seven people on the note to begin with. There ended up being three, and I was one of the three because my I was young enough to still be at home. My parents wouldn't let me uh, weasel out of it or file bankruptcy or anything like that. Wow. You know? wow. And so I had to pay the share, a big share, and I learned a valuable lesson. Don't go into debt with somebody like that. Wow. Okay? Because it was, just, it was just a train wreck, you know. They... They pulled in the driveway with this antique bus and a crappy PVPA they bought from and I was like, you, you bought this? I almost cried. And then the first gig out of the box trip to Memphis, it broke down. And it's a horror story. It's oh, long. Yeah, I won't wow, go into it. Yeah, wow. It's great. That's I mean, it's a great else. story. Yeah. A cautionary tale. Uh, you know, I got taken advantage of by this roadside mechanic. And, mm. uh, it was just one wow. bad trip after another. Well, there's your story. We were talking about a, ba- a gig story. I yeah, mean, that, that's that's oh, one yeah. of the first story out of the box. Uh, uh, yeah. The band was called Games, G A M Z E. Okay, Games. It was the eighties. Always the X's and Z's. Mm. <laughs> so wow, um, yeah, that that's interesting, man. Yeah, what, it was so was it a? Was it just everything fell apart, or was it was it kind of a manager situation? Well, where... the manager was was kind of shady. Mm-hmm. He had a successful rock club mm-hmm. in Joplin. We played there regularly. But it was really just bad decisions. It sounds like with the getting well, the bus bad luck. And, and bad, yeah, bad luck, luck yeah. really. It was just you know just doomed. Yeah, you know, oh, wow. just uh, ill fated, which should have mm-hmm. been the name of the band. Mm-hmm. There was a band called Ill Fated. Yeah, that's funny. It's like man, yeah, so. You know, we blew the engine coming home from Memphis, pulled over. The tow truck took us to this guy. Yeah, fix it, no problem. We sit in the motel. The the bank sends us another twelve hundred bucks. You know. So we get this two days later. We get this engine, this van. I mean, this truck, this bus was made in the fifties. Okay, mm-hmm. so not a diesel. Mm-hmm. So. We're chugging down the road. It's not running right. Mm-hmm. It's like, so on the next, way to the next gig, that engine blows. So the drummer and his big brothers all load up and go back to West Memphis. They find that the guy had taken an engine out of an ice cream truck, steam cleaned it and painted it Ford Blue and put it in our bus. And this is the topper. <laughs> He was up on murder charges for killing his brother. <laughs> so it's like, okay, boys, we're out. Okay. Wow. We're out. Wow. So, now you know this is before I learned Webb Wilder, the great rock and roller from uh, from uh, he's a, a B movie actor and a rock and roller from Nashville. Mm-hmm. He's got huge voice, great uh, like horn rim, uh, brush chrome glasses and a, and a fedora. Mm-hmm. You don't join a band, man. You join a van, man. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just the one thing. Then we, our singer quit, and then mm-hmm. we had the succession of singers quitting. Yeah. 
the one singer we had took all of every penny we had because he had a PA and a truck and everything. And it was just, you know, we finally, we had a chance to go to Florida to play with a guy that I grew up with that played Southern Rock, and that would have worked great. But the bank threatened to call the note if we left town, like a, like we were a flight risk. But yeah, wow. Ancient history, lesson yeah. learned. It, like so that that's something that I I've been thinking about a lot in regards to like this. I, I consider it like these three or four levels of of kind of band, right? You have the you have the guys that are doing absolutely nothing. They're in their basement jamming with some guys, but they never really ever gig. You know, they're just kind of screwing around. Then you have a whole bunch of bands, like the majority of the bands that are that are scrounging around to get this for five people, get this two fifty to three hundred, right? Then you maybe have the next level of people that are able to get that eight hundred to fifteen kind of for some gigs, and they they got a little bit of following, um, uh, you know. And then and then you have the other guys that are in that three thousand six thousand kind of range where they're they're some good players. They're doing some pretty yeah. big shows. And then you have like the Aerosmith guys, you know, above yeah. that and really famous people. the really famous people, John Mayer and a million other people. Well, you know, I, I mean, called Samantha and Danielle almost famous. Yeah, they're, they'd be in that kind of second round, rung, you know, they're, they're, they're close. They're, yeah. making, they're making money, they're doing well. Yes. and Making an impact. So, like, I'm always wondering what it takes, because all most of us, and I'll speak on myself for this, is that all of us are in that, like, because any of us can go get this 250 to 400 kind of gig, you know, all of us can, there's tons of them in Kansas City, if you go back you got them, the people that grew up about the scabs that'll go play for nothing. Yes, and, or go play for less than 250, you know, and and any of us can go con a bar owner into doing a gig for that, you know, I mean, you, you can kind of talk your way into that, but what I'm curious about is the getting to that next one where you can kind of guarantee yourself that 5 to 800, 5 to 1,000 as a band, and, and yeah, and so... I, I just I'm trying to figure out how to do that, but all of us had this dream to be there, L. Smiths, and be the ACDCs. Mm -hmm. But when people talk about you know uh, 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 CCR, how they they're you know ridiculously bankrupt, they don't have any of their rights to any of their own music, and then these horror stories with managers and these horror stories with buses breaking down. You know, it, it like that. That's one of those things that you kind of start thinking really critically, and then you wonder, "That's been my dream, but do I even want that?" You know what I mean? It, no, it's kind of it's kind of this, really this 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 thing about like, well, I couldn't go on the road because I have students. I'm like, dude, you you wouldn't go on the road to get like you know literally. 1500 a show and play four months of gigs that'd be, that'd be a year's salary easy yeah performing you wouldn't do that really rob you know but you know i'm just at this point where i don't even know if i even want to go for it now do i even want well, that you know it's hard and the road is hard i mean and it's harder now than it's ever been because uh, it, the diy world is is uh turned everything it's it's good and bad you've got uh, people that are gonna break through because they're great at networking, they're great at business. Mm -hmm. They've got somebody on the team. It takes a, a village, certainly, mm -hmm. like to get you to uh, another level, you know. And uh, you got to be willing to do the work. And uh, I'm a terrible webmaster. 
I don't update my stuff enough. I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, chronic underachiever type. But because <laughs> I'll sit at home and I'll play my guitar mm -hmm. instead of, yep. you know, I'm terrible at time management. <laughs> so that's why, you know. Pick me, pick me. It's like, it's a job. It's just like, I, I see uh, writers a lot, you know, a lot of writers, they get up in the morning and they write first thing. And then they do whatever else. But that's their, when they get up, get, they're fresh, they get going, right. Mm -hmm. You know, Roddy Crowell's great at explaining the difference between how he knew how to capture songs and write, but writing his book was a whole different animal, mm -hmm. you know, a whole different discipline. Yeah. You know, writing is actually like, writing, is, yes. Yeah. Getting up in the morning, novel book, sitting down. And whether you're at the pad or the computer, word processor, you uh, write. But it, you have to be really persistent. And, and I have a friend that's that's booking bands now, and it is brutal. Mm -hmm. No one calls you back. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just constant. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, you. Yeah, we talked. You, yeah, I've got this email. Uh, you responded, oh yeah, you know, it's just, because they've got a business to run, they're mm -hmm. busy, unless they delegate booking to one of their underlings, mm -hmm. that, that's part of their job, and that's their, you know, it's really hard, because it's just hard to live life and run your business and be a father, mother, You're brother, right, right. whatever, yeah. you know, it, it, it just, like every area, it's, it, it's the same. It, just because you're playing music, it's a business just like the bar owner has mm -hmm. a business. Whether you want to treat it like that or, or not is up to you. And I don't want to sound like Joel Olstein, but it's up to you to make your dream come mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I always find that funny, too, is that that's probably, if I were to give advice to any younger people, that would be my advice is is get a hold of your business side. Mm -hmm. All of us play music beautifully. There's there's yeah. 70 bands in town that are plenty qualified to go play shows and they'll be sure. good and whatever, but you know, you go look at their website and it's crap, you know. I mean, they don't have any of their shows up there. They have a, you know, they, oh they're 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 three drummers behind on their picture, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like sure. that kind of stuff and, and it's just so hard. None well, of us I've, none of us ever get trained like that. I've been tracked by the webmaster uh uh, trap several times now like like some guy will d design your site and then he abandons you mm -hmm. and, uh, word wordpress okay cool I kind of know it now but I kind of still don't mm -hmm. I don't want to know how to code it's not my bag mm -hmm. you know but I can drag and drop right. so my, I pick Banzoogle for my personal website it's Facebook on steroids it's easy yeah yeah and the count I like the calendar on there because once the date passes, it drops off your calendar. Like some other, like a Wix site or something, your calendar will be there, but all your old dates will be there. And some people like having their old dates. Yeah. I yeah, don't care. Yeah. You know. We can show that, I mean, we've, we've been playing three years. You know, you can go look yeah. at all the dates and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mine's like that too. You can, it's a, it's a do-it-yourself kind right. of thing. I, you have to go pay somebody to set it all up kind of at first. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
but after a while it's it's kind of a do you just click this and click that yeah. there's no code you know right. you just it's yeah but that that's what i would tell people is is at school for instance you know you you take four semesters of theory right two full semesters of music history right you take you know you take all this music appreciation and you take and you do all these classes and and then when you get out you can play music like a like something else but and then you're like okay now how do i get a gig again right you know wait what do i say to this club owner Wait, how do I say jokes to an audience again yeah. and, and have them even care when I get up on stage? Because, boy, you play music beautifully, but you know what? Everybody's talking to their friend because you're not captivating. You yeah. know, the charisma what's, and like what's all that. What's your EPK look like? You know, electronic press kit. Uh-huh, yep. You know. Wait, what's a spreadsheet again? Wait, you mean keep track of what I earned this year? What are you talking about? You know, yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff of what I, I think all of us are yeah, really the bad whole at. Web, the whole web thing is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. If it's done properly, yeah, you know, like here I am. It's two in the morning. I'm trying to learn Hollywood fat selects. You're right. I'm not working on my yeah. my EPK. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So there's that. But you know, you get to the point where sometimes it just clicks. You got a magical thing, and that's what will bump you up automatically without trying, without mm-hmm. having to struggle. At yeah. It. And even those people. That they have a magical thing, they still have to work. Yeah. Or they got somebody on their team. Like I said, it takes a team. Yeah. You get the right people in place, and it can happen for you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Samantha's got a great manager, mm-hmm. uh, so he's really doing a good job with her. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I don't. You know, I don't talk to her every day or anything. Sure. Yeah. I see her once in a while. Yeah, but it's it's good for him too. You know, I mean, it's it, uh, that's why it's kind of tough because it's all, it, it it's all selfish for a lot of people at the end of the day. You know, I mean, what what's good for her is good for him. You know, what's good for him is good it's for her. Team. You know, yeah. It's so a team. That's the whole yeah. key, communication, be a team, work with each other, don't fight. If you're fighting and you're not progressing, it's time to figure something else out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If somebody needs to go, they need to go. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. See, and, and I was asking, I, I can't remember who it was, but uh, uh, Andre Reyes, that's who it was, but we were talking about is that, uh, is that what you just said right there, sometimes they just need to go or sometimes you need to, you know, have this conversation that is a little bit of a, a little bit of a hard truth, you know, or, or a hard conversation that you need to have. And sometimes people talk about that being like cruel, and I just, it is. I just totally dis. I, I totally disagree that that's why we need to avoid it. You know that. You know what I mean? Like well, they, they it think. Is, and the jam, the jam, yeah, the jams is a perfect another example. You know, you're you're kind of shooting this guy off the stage. Is that a cruel thing right now? You know, I would, I would, you know, I would disagree. I, I just would disagree if it's cruel. Great right story. You know. If you want to hear it. Yes, I do want to hear it. <laughs> This is a, oh, I don't know, yeah, over a year ago, a guy shows up, and he's uh, got quite the colorful entourage with mm-hmm. him, okay? He's got like a cape, it's a duster, but it's more like a cape kind of thing, but it's a duster, really, mm-hmm. okay? He, uh, you can tell he thinks pretty highly of himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks pretty rough, pretty weird, they're, mm-hmm. they're like... 
where do these people come from? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me to say somebody's weird, <laughs> come on. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I'm weird enough as it is. But, mm-hmm. okay, so he gets up there, and, I mean, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like all about it. And he's like, we're not effing around. He says that on the microphone. Like, and everybody's just, everybody's just like, oh my God, dude, who, what, you know? And he plays a song and it is bad. Mm-hmm. It's just bad. And he's like, you want to hear one more? And the whole crowd in unison was like, no! Oh. <laughs> it was like, it was just like, oh my God. I've like, never seen got, that before. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> he like got mad, pulled out his cord, and threw it down, and stomped off stage, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, yeah! Oh. <laughs> it was the craziest <laughs> thing ever. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, so that so that again, I would ask the question, you know, what if if that guy has any kind of self awareness, even that much self awareness afterwards, because he's pissed at the time, you know, you can't ask yeah. him to deal with that right no, then. He has but, no right, and and if if he if a person were to have a moment like that, that and and maybe a week or something goes by, and they they start to kind of put it together, and they're like, wow, you know, they. Wow, and and they they maybe think back to a couple of things they said, like an f bomb in the mic or yeah. something, you know. Oh, no. And and like, if that were to happen, I would then make a very strong argument that that was not cruel, you know. <laughs> like and, and or somebody like this happened in school a lot, where a guy would tell us, like when we took a theater class, he would tell he's like, man, some of these kids would come out. I tell them, I'm like, I don't think you're gonna make it. You know, like as a professional on Broadway, he's like, you know what I did? I spent $35,000 and 15 years of my life chasing auditions and practicing. And what I could have done is I was sort of decent at like an accountant or something. And I could have been an accountant, done little pitiful theater things to kind of keep my love going. But I could be sitting with 125 in the bank instead of broke poor, you know, so everybody was like, how dare he say that? And I'm like, man, you got to see it from a different perspective. Was that cruel? You know? And so I don't know. I've got a different perspective on that. I'd love to, I love to hear what people's interest. Well, I don't, I try to encourage everyone. Uh, I try not to be a jerk to anybody. Mm -hmm. And I know I have been just because life happens, you know? And, but like I always here lately in the past I don't know a couple of years I, I preface it well okay dude uh, I'm the old man that tells everybody how to live okay mm-hmm. all right when you sing I did this Sunday I go mm-hmm. when you sing don't cup the microphone mm-hmm. don't cup yeah. it with your hand well yeah I do that because of my harmonica well when you're playing a harp is one thing but when you're singing don't because it sounds like you're singing in a Toilet paper tube, mm-hmm. and there's nothing I can do on the EQ to fix that. Yeah, it just sounds bad. Yeah, you know, and he's like, oh. so I don't know if it. Mm-hmm. It's you know he's been doing it the whole time. He's mm-hmm. been he's another guy that I don't know his name. He's first time I ever met him. Cool guy. He got up and made made up words as he went. <laughs> um, but it was at least structured in a three right. three chord uh, yeah. context. So people liked it. 
And then he looks at you and goes, "How come this sounds like crap? <laughs> your 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 sound system is jacked up, man. What's wrong with this? Fix this for me." Uh, Thank you right there. Stop he, coming to like, life. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a uh, bad habit, I guess. I go, yeah, I go. I, you know, that's when I said, "I'm the old man that tells everybody how to live." <laughs> so I, I like like I'm jealous. Like I want to be the old man. <laughs> like some of the rhythm guitar players and whatnot, or the you know kids that come up, uh, they'll want to play. All bar chords, and they go, dude, don't do that for blues. Okay, now if we were playing uh, Green Day or whatever, right on. Yeah. But okay, for blues, you want to play just like the bottom half of the. You don't need to play the bass notes. Mm. I'm playing bass. Yeah. You know, so play, and they're like, some like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And you did them a favor right there. I would argue. You know, if if they're you know, relatively listening to you and they give you that, oh, and they look, you know, look down and now they're, they're actually coming at you from a learning, yeah. learning attitude I as mean, opposed to What the, little you know, wisdom I have, uh, uh, I try to pass along where I think it's going to do some good. Yes. Like, and, yeah. and if they're receptive. Right, right. If they're like, yes. I just, okay, never mind. And that's the key right there is reading when that's going to happen. I think is really the key because there's yeah. me myself. I mean, it, I know you're the same way. I mean, you could look at it, this is what I do all day in lessons, right? You go, all right, so I could fix four things right now that I heard in about three seconds. <laughs> you know, four problems with the song. Which one am I gonna pick? How how am I gonna say it? Do I even need to say it right this second? I can yeah. tell this person's pissed. Will they? You know, will they even receive it? Yes. You know, do they want to hear me right you now? You know, sure that, that's. That's like the art of it, I think, is, yeah. is the... I have a game I play with drummers. Especially drummers that I've never seen before that show up to the jam. Mm-hmm. I'll approach and, you know, we're tuning up or switching out or whatever. They're getting, getting their thing together. And I was like, what do you want to do? What do you want to play? Most often, more often than not, it's whatever, man. Mm-hmm. You guys just... I'll follow along. And it's like wrong answer bro mm. what the question really should I I don't want to I don't want to say it like that I don't want to say what do you play best yeah you have three songs what do you want to do mm. what do you, you know you got three songs to to rock out or whatever what do you do best and we'll try to accommodate that mm-hmm. oh man whatever mm-hmm no, mm. it's not going to work because mm. whatever, we're going to call yeah. a Texas shuffle and you're not going to be able to play. Right, right. You know? <laughs> and if they give you like they give you like a genre or something that's helpful, yeah. you know, I want to play some funky stuff, you're yeah. like, all right, so yeah. now we have this array yeah. of 30 yeah. songs, yeah. 30 okay, you want to play a funk group? All yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, because that happens a lot when the guys get up there and... This is like one of the, this is maybe what I was thinking about, like the standards at a jam kind of thing, mm-hmm. where somebody gets up there and 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 they'll play, we'll, you'll call a shuffle, and then they'll, they'll, you know, kind of not really do it very it's, well. It's almost a and, lost art form. Yeah. Texas, and, Chicago. Shuffle. Right. And then, then the very next song, you call a funk, and they tear it up, yeah. you know? And so you're like, and so that's when... You would say, you know what? I so if we, next time this guy gets up there, if we play some funk songs, he's gonna do good because we can just tell he's really comfortable. He knows where the bass drum goes and like, right. but 
that would be a moment at like a Dave Hayes jam, for example, where, you know, somebody might pull that guy aside and go, dude, you're a great player. I can tell you tear up this funnel, but we unfortunately do about 40% shuffles here, maybe 60% shuffles. Yeah. You know, you're a great player. If you come back, you know, it would be really cool if you kind of, kind of went and worked on your shuffle yeah. and then, you know, you know, came back in, in a month or so. And we'd love to have you, you know, you kind of word it to him like that because at a blues jam, you know, it's, if you can't, if you can't hang with this random freaking rock song that that one guy called, that's one thing. But yeah. if you're a drummer and you can't do a shuffle beat at this blues jam, again, this is back to the being kind of harsh. I, I don't know really what to tell you, right? I mean, it, is it 50%? Well, that's why I call it slow blues. Right, yeah. If they can't, like, you know, Within the first few measures, you know, I immediately know whether, you, yeah, even yeah. sometimes before you even start, you know, if they can play. Oh, sure, sure. I go, okay, I'll go, I'll look over and go, uh, slow blues, and then play a slow blues, we'll get a feel of how, if they, you know, can keep up or not. Mm -hmm. Like, like a lot of, a lot of guys, you know, they, you know depending on their age, kind of. Uh, their drumming style differs. Sure. Like a lot of old guys that overplay will want to do all these big roundhouse rolls mm -hmm. all the time. It's mm -hmm. like, play the beat, bro. Mm -hmm. Please. Yeah. You know? Play the song. Mm -hmm. It's not, we'll give you a drum solo on a song if you want. Yeah. You know? But they, yeah. that's their, they're, they're again, they're up there, their adrenaline is high, they're not thinking, mm -hmm. they're not listening, yeah. they're, Animal, but <laughs> the animal. So it's all good. Like I said, it's, yeah. it's Sunday jam. So right, right, right. roll yeah. with it. Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, those are some things that I that I always love talking to people about because they they, they kind of crack me up how everybody views that, and and all uh, when I've talked to a lot of the scene, I'll get lots of answers. You know, mm -hmm. they, you know, some people will say, you know, with with the bands and. Uh, deciding about people that you just agree with or disagree with. You know, some people say you always need to go with the flow, and then some people say no, screw those guys, go find another band. You know, or or jam. You know, like you know, the house band is there for the jammers, and you always need to be nice. And then and you have other people that'll be like, this is our jam. If they suck, give them the chop. You know, we're, the we're, second second song. We're trying to entertain this crowd. Yeah, this right. So. One. It's just interesting. I'll hear lots of different perspectives we, on that. We have a term we use amongst ourselves. Here it is. It's called jam killers. <laughs> so we try not to get too many jam killers on stage at once. Right. Right. Because it can go downhill really fast. Oh, yeah. It happens. Mm -hmm. Just try not to do that. You know? I mean, I'm, you know, I've been a jam killer myself. <laughs> I was the first to say. You know, oops. I played bad music. In front of people on lots of occasions through mm -hmm. the years. Sure. But I try, still trying. Mm -hmm. But uh, we just try to try to keep it positive, try to keep it upbeat mm -hmm. and, and light. And yeah. No reason to be heavy. It's it's not that's not our job. Our job is to help people have fun and forget their problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's why. You know, whether you uh, believe in spirituality or not, music is a, is a gift that is to make people feel better, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
So yeah, and I guess la last thing I'll say because we're probably about wrapping up here is uh, that that's one thing that I definitely am starting to realize that I struggle with is because to me I take such a hardcore attitude towards music, you know, to, and part of it is my training, you know, in classical how you you know. This isn't this isn't fun. This is work. This is practice. You know, <laughs> right. you don't want to play like a jackass. You know, you want to play beautifully yeah. and, and have your third finger and your wrist and your pinky right. this and your thumb that. You know, it's like you know you're so obsessed with the technique and and when you do that, you realize when you're 30 that you know you can play people's butts off. You know, because you focused on that. But remembering that yeah, even joy even when i talk about music it's not even really that fun you know i'm like analyzing every stupid little thing and that's a thing i could work on i guess yeah. and maybe it's the balance you know because some of the blues jammers they're all like oh yeah dude fun man oh dude man you know and you're just <laughs> like man you guys suck dude you don't, you, you don't even know what you're doing you know it's only fun you know and they yeah. haven't like you said they haven't put in any of this work and so yeah. maybe i do need to come over to their side a little bit and calm down about just the whole thing but bit. maybe lighten up a little bit yeah it's so. fun it can be fun yeah, well, yeah. Okay. And, you know you take the it's like kind of a metaphor for life you take the good with the bad and you roll with it and you get up and do it again because mm -hmm. that's what you like to do you know I'm so like I said so comfortable on stage now after all these years it's second nature if I'm not up there doing it that's mm -hmm. where there's a problem yeah you know and I uh, I don't have any money I pay the rent right. you know but I don't worry about it yeah you know and that, that, I guess, though, is, is kind of where I'm at with, with everything is that because I've taken 400 freaking violin lessons, you know, it's like now, just like your idea of I just get up on stage and it's absolutely nothing. So now I don't, you don't have to worry about a whole lot at your jam in, in regards to you playing. You know, you, mostly people call tunes that you've heard and it's fun and you can really tear them up now. Mm -hmm. And... I personally find at that level music is more fun because now you can like just shred the crap out of the song yeah. and so that that would be my like counter argument to everybody saying just have fun dude is because you you've had this many times when a band when you've got your Brandon and you and two other guys on stage mm -hmm. you know uh, and they are like destroying the song you know and it's really fun because yeah. everybody's it feels different the whole stage feels the different. The energy you get from the crowd. The energy you get from the crowd is different, and so that would be my argument to that the, these people need to come, you know, more to the practice side because I find that more fun than the struggle. You know, that, that's the problem with classical music. The practicing sucks. It's stupid. You know, but after you learn the song and you can just play it, that's when you actually have the fun. Sure. The fun isn't. You know, it's. The, the the journey I think you were maybe talking about the journey the other night is the good thing but uh, the the end result is really what's the fun part you know and so yeah. I, I don't know that, that would I, I'm trying to well the, it's you know. the the energy from the crowd is actually my drug of choice mm -hmm. you know I don't party anymore but it's like that when it when the band is on and the crowd is in, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, nearly nirvana. I yeah, don't know. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's the deal. It's the, mm -hmm. that's the reason that money, who cares? Mm -hmm. It's like that when it's, ha you play 
50 lousy gigs for one really good one. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, that's why I do this. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. You know, I'm on stage in, in uh, Louisville and we're playing with Bill Morganfield and we've got uh, Bob Margolin, who's Muddy's guitar player and his harp player. We're playing Muddy Waters Manish Boy. And, you know, it's Muddy Waters' son, his guitar player. It's like, yeah, you know, and it just dawned on me while we're doing it. And the crowd is all in. Right, it's a street yeah. party thing, you know, it's great. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right. Yeah, and that's maybe a, that's maybe the analogy that you could use with the jams that I've definitely noticed from going to 200-some jams since I've been into town. It's yeah. that, you know, you, you'll have, you go to 10, and four of them might be, you know, pretty average. You know, you get up with there with an average crew, and, and then you get another six that go really good. You have a real good set, and you got a couple of house band guys and a couple of good jammers, and you have a really good set, and... So that might uh, be one of those things where it's just, it's not going to happen perfect every time. You know, you get a, get a random yeah, good one. Life is perfect every yeah, time. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's cool, man. But that's, you know, music is why we do it. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I, you know, I play music for free. I get paid to drive. <laughs> oh, and to yeah. carry the gear. Yeah. And all the that's other crap that goes with it. But the actual time on stage... I'd be doing it somewhere, church mm -hmm. or wherever, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> in the street. I uh, befriended a, a couple of street guys in Key West. And this one cat, I think he needs to be medicated a little bit. But <laughs> he's out there two, three in the morning playing his songs. And people are walking by throwing dough in there. And that's... Good luck. Yeah, wow. I bought him some band-aids and water and some, wow. some ibuprofen the other oh, night. Geez. <laughs> yeah, those guys are... Just ride up on my bike and listen and sing along with him a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Well, um, I think that's probably uh, pretty close to it. Um, okay. You guys, uh, tell them again what, what you've been doing. You guys got Levytown. Yeah, on... I play bass in Levytown, and I play guitar uh, on my own, and uh, I host a jam at the hideout one or two Mondays a month. We rotate now. We've got Blue 88, Coyote Bill, and myself are the uh, jam hosts on Mondays at the hideout in Gladstone, mm -hmm. pointing north. Mm -hmm. Is that north? I don't yeah, know. I think so. But uh, um, and then uh, and then Sunday is at Knuckleheads Sundays for at Knuckleheads. years now, yeah. yeah. And if we're out on the road with Randy McAllister, uh, it's uh, Jan Faircloth and Paul, and uh, sometimes Dave Hayes, sometimes mm -hmm. uh, it'll be maybe Sean. I think Nick's sometimes. done one, right? I've seen Nick up there. So it's a Nick Schneblin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I've seen, Nick, you know, we rotate um, sometimes, yeah, uh, people when we're out on the road, yeah. But, uh, but it's a real good jam. I always have a fun time when I'm there. It's definitely yeah, it's one of the better ones in town. I Knuckleheads think, so. is such a great... Frank, Mary have been so good to us. And anytime they can hook us up, they do so. Mm -hmm. you know, he lets me work there sometimes. Mm -hmm. I get to stage hand if I'm not got a gig. I'm like, hey, Frank, can I clock in? Yeah. 
be here at 11. Mm. <laughs> you know? That's nice. Yeah, yeah you can imagine that. I got now. to meet yeah. some great people. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's really cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, well, um, this is Jack Groot. And we will, of course, be back again with some more more people talking a bunch of music music nonsense. So um, that is the show. Uh, thank you, thank sir. You. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Thanks for being here. Um, that's the show. Get out of here. See you guys later. Late. Be a hard-working American.